0: My name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics Another Back to Basics for another week. Today's a very exciting episode for me that I've spoken to Mike many, many times. And we have talked about the basics of audio. We have talked about the basics of correcting audio. We have talked about the basics of bad audio and many, many different things. And we have talked about this on clubhouse. And this is how we met. His name is Mike, Mike Sterling to be exact and amazing person, amazing person to chat with, and we will talk about audio and only audio. It's, it's kind of weird when we're talking on YouTube channel and talking about audio, but we'll we'll find out as to why that is. And uh, Mike, how are you? Thanks for coming to Back to Basics.
1: Hi, girish Good to see you. Good, good to see, see you. We, we've talked a lot on Clubhouse audio only, but it's good to see you.
0: Yeah, finally, finally, first time. So thank you again, mm-hmm. Mike, for, for coming here on Back to Basics. But... Before we talk about the the audio and what the future is for audio and what the audio used to be back in the days uh, and compared to today, what does back to basic mean to you?
1: To me, back to basics means getting to the fundamentals. You know, there's, whether it's sports or um, crafting or whatever it is that you want to do, there, there are fundamentals for anything that if you can get those down then you can really excel and but you know if you can't get the fundamentals down you may struggle as time goes on so if getting back to basics
0: get down to the fundamentals yeah 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 thank you thank you again mike for answering that question and and thank you again for coming to uh, back to basics yeah i'm happy to so, be here so mike let me let me ask you this uh you started as a audio engineer or how was that transition happened i mean what started? What made you think that you want to get into the audio engineer uh, side of things?
1: You know, it's kind of a cool story. Uh, when I was an early teenager, uh, I went to a small church, and my dad was the pastor of it. Mm. And one Sunday morning, the guy who typically did the sound for our church wasn't there. Mm. We weren't sure why, we couldn't get a hold of him, and we needed to start the worship service. And I had kind of been a fan of audio and recording music off the radio on my cassette deck and so on. So I said to my dad, okay, well, I'll take a look at it and I'll, I'll see if I can figure out how to do it. So I went to the 12 channel uh, PV mixer soundboard that we had, and it was a little bit rough, but we got through it. And that kind of got me interested in doing sound and, and doing audio. Mm-hmm. And not long after that, I ended up getting connected with The person who did all the sound for the international church that we were a part of we actually lived in the same town as the headquarters of the church and so um, i approached him and said you know i'd like to learn more about what you do and and he kind of took me underneath his wing and became my mentor when it came to doing sound and audio stuff and it's been fun ever since and so i went off to i i went to high school and did sound and lighting in theater I went off to college and ended up getting a broadcasting and uh, film degree, mm. and I've worked in a number of different organizations doing media production, whether it's video or sound or, or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Mike, for, for explaining that whole story. But let me, let me ask you this. It's, it's kind of intriguing that you learned your audio uh, experiments back in the days, right? And that's how you started people, they when they go through that experiment, they usually end up at, as being a DJ because it's more oh. music. So do you think that's true, music versus audio, or is kind of the same thing?
1: Well, I mean, music is a part of audio. Um, right. And I always tell people that the multimedia experience involves video or the visuals and audio, but I would say that the audio is probably the more important half of that experience. Because you know, most of the time, we can listen to the radio, we can listen to a podcast, and it's just audio. But most of the time, we don't just watch video without audio. Hmm. So it, audio always rounds out our sensory experience. And if we can get that part right, that's a long way to making a really good experience for our audience,
0: whatever that happens to be. Hmm. Yeah, Mike, thank you. Thank you again for that. You know, when did you start learning the Really crisp audio. I mean, it had to be during the the broadcasting, you know, the degree that you went through. But I'm pretty sure it's beyond that, right? So, when did you actually figure it out that you had to be on a certain frequency, you had to be on a certain dB, you had to be a certain volume uh, base? So, what are your thoughts on that part? That actually
1: came with with the mentor that I connected with. Mm. Um, I I approached him, and and this was. Um, he was in charge of doing all of the sound for a 6,000-seat auditorium. Hmm. And so um, there was a lot of reverberation in the auditorium and a lot of things like an organ and pianos and other instruments and, of course, microphones to take into account. And And so there wasn't a lot of room for error uh, because people wanted a really great worshipful experience. And so he taught me the ropes of why it's important to mic a piano the correct way and Mm -hmm. how to set up a microphone so that you can get the best sound from somebody's voice Mm -hmm. and so i I never did get into being a dj or radio i thought about it but really um i got started in live sound and then uh, doing theater in high school like i had said and then when i got to college it transitioned over into television broadcasting Mm -hmm. i became a television producer And part of my job as a student producer for the TV station on campus was to do audio for the different broadcasts that we would do from our studio. And Mm -hmm. so um, uh, early on from, again, early teenage years, it was instilled in me that important or good audio is really, really important. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for that. You know, on, on the radio side of things, were you always in radio or because I guess you said TV, right? So have you ever touched on the radio side of things? Because that's more audio based, isn't it?
1: I have not personally been in the radio side of things. I've known a lot of radio people. And actually, when I worked at the TV station on campus, our campus radio station was right across the hallway. Mm-hmm. So we would walk down the hall. TV was on the left. Radio was on the right. Right. And so I saw all the equipment that they used and I listened to them on a regular basis and um, obviously listened to radio as a teenager and growing up and and all of that. And so I understood what broadcast quality meant, hmm. both from the TV and the radio side. And of course, with my degree that I got in broadcast media, uh, that was something that, that was important as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for that, uh, Mike. Let me ask you this. Now, where you and I are on the podcasting world, and you just started recently your podcast, right? Yes. How is the difference between the radio and the podcasting world?
1: You know, there's not a whole lot of difference. Mm. Um, You know, I have a friend, we have a friend on Clubhouse uh, named John J. Wiley, who Mm. says that podcasting is broadcasting. Mm. It's just a different way of distributing that audio to people. You know, Mm. there are radio stations that spend millions of dollars, and they have all the the funding to pay the DJs and so on, and they have the broadcast quality sound with engineers. But that same sort of broadcasting and the same sort of quality you can get from radio can be had in the podcast world. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of people like yourself and others who have gotten into podcasting. And so part of what my mission has become as a podcaster myself is to help people to optimize their audio and get as close to broadcast quality as they can for their own content, because the clearer that audio can be, the better it is to, and easier it is to understand what people are saying. uh, And that message will come across for your audience even better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. But uh, there are some people, Mm -hmm. some people, they feel that audio for radio and podcasting is kind of the same. But I think what they feel that is different is that, that's where the FCC rule comes in that you can't curse, you can't do versus the podcasting is kind of free. But I kind of disagree with that, right? It really depends on which audience you're going to be having, right? Because what are your thoughts on that part?
1: Well, obviously, I mean, like you said, it's, it's the audience. And one of the nice things about podcasting is that um, there are not all of the regulations that broadcast uh, over the air radio has to follow i mean they they literally have licenses that with the fcc that says you must do xyz um you cannot say these words and so on and podcasting and anything online really is a little bit more free and um a little bit more loose as to what you can do and you know there's a lot of subject matter out there in podcasting and other online media that uh, people are into and and the The fact that it's not an FCC regulated broadcast means that they can create the content that's more of their style of of content and they don't have to worry about those regulations. Yeah, and that's okay. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's not my cup of tea. It's not something I would want to listen to, but there, if there's an audience for it and if it doesn't hurt anybody, then, you know, go for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing with TV or any streaming uh- tv services right i mean there are some shows which i don't like and and you don't like either and we don't have to subscribe Mm -hmm. to that or we don't even have to on demand it either and i think podcast is pretty much the same thing so uh, thank you again for understanding that so now how does a person go from a a regular audio to a broadcast audio and optimization. I mean, what are the steps do they need to take? I mean, obviously the that's your services, but if you can just give us a few nuggets about your knowledge there, then we'll we'll learn from that.
1: Right. One of the things that we say as audio engineers, um, whether it's we when we talk on Clubhouse or or the podcast or whatever, is that a lot of it has to do with the environment in which you're in. It's not even about the microphone you're using, mm-hmm. it's it's about the space that you're doing your recording in you want to make sure to have us be in a space that doesn't have a lot of reflections or hard surfaces where sound can reflect, Mm. because then that audio is going to be bouncing around. You're going to get a lot of echoes. It's going to muddy your sound. And then along with that, you want to use good microphone technique, have the proper equipment to be able to record your voice or music or whatever it is as cleanly as possible. And if you can get, a, a good environment and a good uh, piece of equipment or, or a set of equipment to record that, you can get good content. And it's yeah. kind of that idea of garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. It, if if you record a bunch of garbled mess because you're in a really noisy environment and you don't have very good equipment, it's going to make it harder to to clean that up afterward and your audience isn't going to like what they're listening to. Yeah. So, you know, try to try to get the best recording you can from the beginning with hmm. some simple tips like that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for that. You know, how do we explain to people that you can put a, what is it called? A sponge on the wall? What is that called? Uh, the uh, Yeah. I mean, sound. sound
1: you, yeah. It, there's acoustical tiles, acoustical okay. foam uh, is a lot of times exactly. what we call it. But you don't even need to have anything quite that complex. We A lot of times we tell people, if you have a walk-in closet or mm. even a, a closet that has a bunch of clothes in it that you can sort of face, mm. so that when you're speaking, you're not going to have that audio bouncing off the wall and coming back into your microphone mm. or that kind of thing. It's It's going to absorb that sound, and the microphone's only going to record your voice, and it's going to get a cleaner recording from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for explaining that, because I think a lot of people, they just don't know that. And, mm-hmm. and I, I was looking for the right words uh, when it comes to the sound block versus the phone. So thank yeah. you again for explaining that. You know, I, I know a lot of people who have a lot of issues when it comes to audio and their, are you know, in their podcasting world and they don't have a big space. But what they did is they ended up in the closet and the whole damn show that they're doing and it, they're doing this for. Last four seasons now they do it in the closet. Mm-hmm. You think that's the right approach when it comes to that, or whatever it takes.
1: If if that's what they can do, and if that's what works for them, and it gets some clean audio, why not? You know, um, it's it's not about spending as much money as you can to get the perfect stuff. It's it's about working with what you have, what you can afford, and creating good content. They say content is king, and so if you can merge the content and and the subject matter and the expertise that you have with some good quality
0: that you can figure out with the resources you have, then that's what you're going for. That's, that's what you should shoot for. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Mike, uh, for explaining that, you know, let me, let me ask you this. What, what made you start your own podcast? Ah, so um, I got into
1: using clubhouse and Twitter spaces and met a lot of people who uh, want to optimize their audio and they want better sound for their podcast or their live stream or whatever. And, um, or they had already been a podcaster and I'd never actually gotten into podcasting. And so I figured if I was gonna help people out, I probably should go through the process of being a podcaster myself. And mm-hmm. since I had the audio equipment and the, the ability to do it, uh, I kind of took the the, things I was doing on Clubhouse, hosting conversations, and decided to repurpose that content into a podcast form. So that's what I do is every week we have a program on Sunday afternoons where we join Clubhouse and Twitter spaces together in conversation about uh, what we say is fusing the techniques and technology of content creation. And then I take those sometimes two hour long rooms that we do, and I condense it down into a really high-quality um, informational podcast that's only maybe 45 minutes in length. And we, t- we cover everything from, like I said, uh, reducing the echo in the environment that you're in to um, considering what is an audience avatar, for example, and, and wh- who should you be creating your content for. Just all those sorts of things that that anybody who creates content online, and let's be honest, most everybody talks into a microphone to someone on the other side of the internet at this point with the pandemic world that we live in. You know, There are simple techniques a lot of times that we can use to make yourself sound better to other people and uh, your content to be more attractive for your audience. And so I thought, why not make a podcast about it? And so that's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, Mike. I've I've heard your your episodes, and it's quite amazing. And I'm learning a lot of things from it. Uh, me talking to you every single time, it seems like a guy who's walking into a candy store and learning from you. Uh, you know, oh, grasping that whole different different flavors and different different uh, questions and uh, ideas from you. So thank you again for all that, and hopefully. I I'm doing okay on my podcast uh, with your input. So thank you again Mm -hmm. for, yeah, you sound great. Thank you for, uh, for being supporting me all all the way through. So Mike, let me ask you this. Do you think Mike will ever, ever have a book regarding this? A book. Mm. Uh,
1: I don't know. Um, we'll We'll see what happens in life. you know, I've got uh, some health issues, that's why I'm wearing the neck bracelet. I have some uh, a connective tissue disorder that affects my health and it even affects like my hands uh, and and being able to type a lot. And so if I was to do a book, I would probably have to speak it into uh, something that can do a transcription. And you know maybe maybe there's an opportunity for that down the road. But right now, uh, you know, I've been an audio engineer for more than a couple of decades now. And, um, that's kind of where I like to live is in the audio space and creating audio content that people can listen to. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. From your point of view, uh, is there a audio 2.0? Because I know podcasting will be having a 2.0 version also, right? Does audio also have that too? Or is that the same thing?
1: I think audio is definitely a part of podcasting 2.0, but I mean, audio is audio and sound is sound. We know the physics of how sound works. We understand the electronics of how we can convert sound into, uh, something that, that takes my voice and converts it into electricity. It goes through the wire and gets recorded and so on. Yeah. And even like this microphone I'm speaking into, it uses the same type of connector that has been used for many decades and it works and so um it could be that we'll see some innovation in the future where they change up how microphones connect to mixers and so on but uh it's one of those you know if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of things and so Mm -hmm. i think the fundamentals getting back to basics the fundamentals of how we create audio and and sound reproduction are kind of going to stick around uh, for a while because they've been around for a while already
0: Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Mike, for, for that. And I've actually started a new segment uh, for back to basics. And I, just a quick question to you, is there any book that you're reading now that you want to share? Uh, it could be about audio. It could be about broadcasting. It could be about anything. I mean, even a self-help book, do you have any book that you want to share for uh, with everyone? You
1: know, I'm not much of a book reader, uh, even oh. back, even back to high school. Um, Reading books, I don't know, there's something about the process of doing that that tends to lull me to sleep. And so, uh, again, I'm an audio guy. I listen to audiobooks sometimes, Hmm. and um, I will read things online, articles and so on. But long-form stuff like books, uh, I just yeah, it's, it's not something that uh, I get much into. I'll be honest with you.
0: That's fine. Not, not a problem at all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. Any great podcast uh, shows that you're listening to that anyone uh, that you want to share? I like to sample all sorts of podcasts
1: as a podcaster and somebody who likes to coach people in audio production. uh, There, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. I know that there's uh, Jemmy Lagagne I think is how she says her last name. Uh, she just started a podcast, pivoted her podcast to, um, podcasting your brand. Mm-hmm. And that is a way that people can take whatever their, uh, their brand is and the company that they use and, and integrate podcasting into that to, uh, to get that message out there and, and to inform their audiences and maybe drum up some more new business.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, thank you. Thank you again. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Back to Basics has kind of started a uh, production house helping podcasters to be podcasters on the video side of things and audio both. Uh, so I think we are kind of mentors to other people, whoever needs help. I mean, that's what we're here for, and uh, as, as you are too. And hopefully I can be part of your student and learn from you when it comes to audio. So Mike thank you again for coming on uh, back to basics but before you leave do you have any last words to all my listeners and my viewers and how is your journey on back to basics too? on top of that
1: oh, this has been this has been a great experience I appreciate the opportunity you know I I have my website sterlingclear.online where people can go and and there's some good basic information on how to improve their audio and so on. I offer different services like social media productions or social audio production services, um, one-on-one coaching and mentoring and so on there as well. And um, I'm just looking forward to seeing more and more people be able to optimize their content and improve their audio quality because um, I think, like they say, the rising tide raises all ships. And so I just wanna be able to uh, share what I've learned over the last couple of decades with
0: others to to help them be better yeah 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 Mike thank you again for coming on the show it definitely you know you're supporting me and this uh, small podcast that I have so thank you again for for coming here oh you're very welcome thanks for having me thank you thank you so much So guys, we spoke with Mike today and we talked about the basics of audio and we talked about how important is audio. Yes, podcasting 2.0 will be coming too, but I feel even the audio 2.0 is kind of hand-to-hand and parallel, right? Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote from the day from Back to Basics. I don't know if it is a A funny one or a serious one but it's a it's a quote for the day Uh, hopefully my guest will like uh, the quote well whether it's on films or TV you don't want to throw too many curves as at your audio and video guy so guys as usual as always what do we always say at the end of the episode and I think Mike knows this, but I don't know this. Well, that's not true, is it? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. Keep on commenting on all my episodes because it does make me strong day by day, week by week, because I do release every day. And the three things, including this episode, for me, that is, it's definitely a hit. It's because of the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless, and I will see you next time on Back to Basics. Take care. God bless. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Bitcoin's not somebody's,
1: uh, you know, milieu, but it can apply to somebody that's a housewife or a computer tech or, you know, just a trash man. I mean, any any different uh, realm that they find themselves in, Mm. if we can distill things back down to their fundamental level,
0: I think it has universal application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, thank you. Thank you again. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show. You know, guys, I want everyone to understand that we have done a lot of Bitcoin uh, shows uh, and we have really gone down to the really Bitcoin level to find out the basics of that. But today's a little different, isn't it, Brian? And and now the thought process is that the book that you.